Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of a Sober Girl's Guide podcast. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. On today's episode, we have my friend, my recovery sister, and homie, Alyssa, otherwise known as the recovery babe from Instagram. We talk about everything, literally everything, you guys. We even talk about dating sober and having sex for the first time sober. Yeah, it's a sexisobe. Get into it. Without further ado, let's jump into our episode and get down to business with Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jess. I love Sober Girls Guide. I love your feed. The bright colors. It just like I, I just feel happy when I visit your Instagram page and your blog. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what's going on with you? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, really good. Summer's been great. Um mm-hmm. I I celebrated one year of sobriety like a little over a month ago. Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. Um, I've been yeah. trying to get sober seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us about that. What's, what's, uh, why, how, sure. how, what, where, when, why? <laughs> so my sobriety date is June 24th, 2017. Okay. And I am Alyssa. My handle is at the recovery babe and I'm an addict and I'm an alcoholic, but my main substance of choice was amphetamine pills, mm-hmm. Adderall, Vivian, Ritalin, Concerta. Yeah, I, I was I was an uppers girl. Yeah. And can I just ask you a question? Absolutely. Like Adderall, is that is that basically like legal coke? Exactly. It's prescription meth. Whoa. If you were to look if you were <laughs> to look at like like the molecules, mm-hmm. like the scientific compounds, it is only like one one molecule, or I don't even know, I'm not a scientific person, right. but it is very close to meth. It's just, it's prescription speed. Holy shit. Yeah. And that's um, crazy. There, there's actually a really interesting Netflix documentary out now. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people, it's, it's been big in the media. It's called Take Your Pills. Okay. And it focuses on Adderall. And it's, it's become this overwhelming drug, um, you know, in the media, in the corporate world today. And it's, it shows that like college students and basically like millions and millions of college students right now have prescriptions or not. And the ones that do, they're selling them on the black market 
And they're just, they're taking them, they're becoming addicted to them. Mm -hmm. Athletes who are playing professional sports, they're using them as a performance enhancers. In the corporate world, like tech industry, Wall Street, um, you know, these people are, are fueling, using Adderall to fuel 16 hour work days. Right. And it's really kind of taking the drudgery out of, you know, coding, um, you know, their, their jobs. But at the end of the day, it's a stimulant. Um, it's, it's really reminiscent to like the eighties and Wolf of Wall Street, but it's, it's not Coke anymore. It's, it's just a little pill that right. you pop before work. That's crazy. And it's all legal. It's all legal. It's, you get it. And that's, that's why I think people think, oh, oh, well, it's not so bad. And that's, I was really, I had to get honest with myself because for a long time I was like, well, I'm not a drug addict. I'm getting this from a doctor, um, in a fancy doctor's right. office in Manhattan who's writing me a prescription. But, um, I was actually, right. do was- you think they would know best? <laughs> you, right? Exactly. But not necessarily because I, you know, right. I was doctor shopping, but at the end of my, my progression, I probably had four doctors on rotation. Um, and it got really dark. So, yeah. But just, just because a, a doctor's writing you a prescription and I, I'm no doctor and I'm, I'm just giving my personal experience, but, but you, you just need to do what works for you. Um, and at the end of the day, it, it brought me to my knees, <clears throat> but there was alcohol mixed in and there, um, right. I didn't get into trouble every time I drank. But every time I was in trouble, it was definitely due to my drinking. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, definitely. Let's see. In college, oh, let's I'll, I'll rewind back a little bit. Yeah. I had, I had my first drink um, at the age of 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. And I look back on my life. And now I know I can truly say I was never able to drink or use substances normally. Right? Right. Like, I don't want one drink. I want all the drinks. Right. I don't want one pill. <laughs> I want all the pills. Yeah, you want I the bottle. I don't want one line of Coke. You want the bottle. Um, yeah. And and that's like with sugar. That's like with sex. That's with shopping. I think right. that's just my innate personality. Um, so you would say like, I have an addictive. Yeah, you would say you mm-hmm. have an addictive personality. Absolutely. Okay. And I think a lot of people are like that. I don't think that that makes yeah. me an alcoholic or an addict, but I think that's just part of the way I am. And I've always been that way. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, throughout college, I was definitely hospitalized for alcohol poisoning. I was introduced to Adderall, this magical pill, my freshman year. And then my life was never the same. I, I got a prescription on my own and I'm not, Adderall is primarily for people with ADD. But I don't have I don't have ADD. It is so easy to go to a doctor and just say, "Oh, I can't concentrate," and he, all he does is ask you a couple questions, right. and he just writes you out a prescription, and then you're good to go. And they're like the most generic questions, like any normal person would have those <laughs> quote unquote symptoms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? And anybody, anybody, like me before my morning coffee this morning, I was falling asleep. Right. You. There's no magic, there's no magical pill that's going right. to help you. Um, and I was just using it as a crutch or as a means to, you know, maybe lose a couple extra pounds. There's, there's so many things or I was using it for, but at the end of the day, there's no, there's no quick fixes in life. Right. So my addiction was really off to the races post college when I entered the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in New York City. Whoa. And fancy. 
<laughs> you guys gotta come visit me. Gotta get you yeah. down the East Coast. Totally. I work in the publishing industry of, of magazines and advertising. Okay. And that world is fueled by taking clients out, alcohol, booze, drugs. Drugs are a big part mm. of that. It's like that vice culture. Um, Even with clients, like doing huh? drugs with your clients? It's not as much talked about, but it it's there. It's there. It's, right. There's parties. Wow. I know. Little party favors here and there. <laughs> yes. A little pick me up here after the yeah. bar. So you can keep drinking. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of not, you know, when you, when you think of mad men, it's not like that, but in a way mm -hmm. it is. And like I said, I, I was an uppers girl, mm -hmm. you know, throw, throw in the ego and abortioning addiction. Um, and I was kind of unable to differentiate like the real from the crazy going on inside my head mm. because I was 20, I was 22 years old. I just landed this great job at this magazine. I was an assistant. And I was like not eating all day, going out for post-work happy hours, right. getting drunk. You know, I was a definition of a hot mess. <laughs> Waking up with cracked phone screens, you know, getting myself into compromising situations, inappropriate incidents, sometimes with coworkers, sometimes with strangers. Waking up, like I said, in hospitals. Mm -hmm. Personal life was non-existent. I was a flake. Who would date me? I mean, it was really not, not somebody mm -hmm. that I, yeah. I wanted to be. And let's, let's fast forward a few years. I don't, I, I was 25 years old and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't want to be this girl. Right. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be this girl who, who can't hold, who can barely hold down a job, who can barely hold down a relationship, who's waking up with a pounding headache, unable to get out of bed without taking a handful of pills. Right. And I didn't know that girl anymore um, when I looked at her in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And some people call that a spiritual bottom. Some people, some people, their bottoms are a lot lower than that. Right. Um, but for me, it's like, I, I didn't want to keep digging further. Right. So I knew that if I didn't get sober... I was going to be dead by the time I hit 30, maybe even sooner. Right. Yeah. You know, when you, you have that, that voice in the back of your head, that's just kind of call it your conscience, call it God, call it your higher power, call it anything, but something was like, you need to cut the shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what did you end up doing? I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get sober on my own because I'd tried many times tried, you know, I'd, I'd go for like two weeks, mm -hmm. get the pills out of my system, stop drinking. And then I would, I would start all over again. It'd be like Groundhog Day. Right. Um, because we have like a built-in forgetter that lets us think that we can drink normally. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've done, I've like kind of cleansed <laughs> myself. It's like, I've dealt with some demons. Okay, cool. Now we can go back to real life, like back to regular scheduled <laughs> programming here. <laughs> isn't that isn't that insanity too yeah. that's like the literally the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results you're like oh i'm healthy yep. again let me go right. back to the thing that was destroying my life you're absolutely like, yeah <laughs> oh it's it's freaking crazy but yeah i i was just like i need help um and yeah on the outside everything actually looked like my life was going great right i had the the nice apartment. I had the corporate job. Like I put mm -hmm. myself together really well, but 
on the inside, nobody knew that I was like a drug addict. Right. Um, you know, carrying my pill bottles around every single month. I, I orchestrated like my little plans with my doctors, going to my pharmacy. Like I made it a second full-time job getting my drugs every month, which is sick in itself. Wow. You know, I made it a full-time yeah. job to make sure I wasn't getting sick. So I went to right. my parents and I, I sat them both down and they're both divorced. They don't, they don't spend a lot of time with each other, but they, mm-hmm. I let them know. I was like, I need help. I am sick. I'm, you know, an alcoholic. I'm a drug addict and I cannot get out of bed without mm-hmm. taking, you know, probably five pills and I need to go away. And they, that was like my, my bottom when I asked for help. Good for you. You know, I think anybody who's listening to this podcast, if, if they're on the fence, if they're afraid to ask for help, that's, that's the first step. Just admitting you, you have a problem. Yeah. Being like, I need help. Good for you. Just to recap. So you're working this like crazy high power job. You have, you know, all this stuff going for you or so it seems. And you reach out to your parents. Yes. What do they do to help? What do you go from there? We got me into a treatment center. I was so afraid that I was going to lose my job. And for anybody, I think, listening, thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, I I can't go away. I can't get help. By law, you you can't you can't lose your job for going away. They they treat it as if, you know, you have a disease. You're you're suffering from addiction. It's like you have you have cancer. So it's it's mental health. So I went away. I took care of everything with my HR department. Um, and I just went away for two weeks. I just basically got it out of my system. But, right. you know, there are 30-day programs, 60, 90, you can go to sober living. But for me, I went away. I went actually to the West Coast, California. Mm-hmm. Fell in love with yeah. California. Cali. West Coast, best coast. <laughs> Seriously, best coast. <laughs> I love you guys. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. 
Visit betterhelp.com slash ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. But I went away for two weeks. I got, got everything out of my system. Okay. And then I just immediately resumed normal life. Okay. But that being said, I wasn't working any sort of program. Oh. I entered rehab one month before my 26th birthday, and that was in August of 2016. Okay. So relapse is part of my story. So I was kind of okay. in and out, in and out with, with drinking. I Ever since um, August of 2016, I've been completely Adderall-free, which that's, that's a fucking miracle in itself. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without rehab. Okay. But I find... So did you like detox and rehab? Like what, what, um, yeah. what place did you go to? I went, I went what to, rehab? um, I went to passages in Malibu, which they're, okay. they're a little controversial. Um, they're, yeah. n- they're known for being non-12 step. Right. Is that why you went there? Yes. Cause I, my, um, my mom is, is sober for about eight years now. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I, I know she... She's awesome. And I, I believe that this is a family disease. Okay. She's been sober in AA and she tried, you know, bringing me to AA meetings and, and helping me through the 12 steps. And, you know, I'd been in, I'd been out, but for whatever reason, she just, mm-hmm. she was like, you know what? Let me try that. Let's try sending her to a non 12 step rehab and see how it works for her. Because I've tried bringing her to a 12 step rooms. That's really not working yeah. for her. Let's try it a different way. Right. I really say that they saved my life. I haven't done my substance of choice since. That's awesome. But that being said, rehab is what you make of it. If you want to go and get into the drama and, you know, not, not work anything and work on yourself, you're going to come out and relapse again. Yeah. And, and I relapsed on alcohol because I wasn't working a program. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I finally, finally surrendered, um, about nine months later on June 24th of 2017. Cause it's crucial. It's crucial. Like, I don't care what program you work, whether it's 12 step, non 12 step. I don't care if you do ayahuasca in the middle of the desert. You have to work some sort of program, whether it's seeing a therapist, working out. Like, yeah. you need to have something in place for your recovery. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, what did you end up doing? What, how did you find your support? How did you find your tribe, if you will? Yeah, love the tribe. <laughs> I do many things for my recovery. And look, everyone needs to have what works for them. Like it's not a, a cookie cutter program, but mm-hmm. that being said, I, I go, I see a therapist, I see a psychiatrist, and I also started attending 12 step meetings. I, I work out. It's sort of like mind, body, soul. Like you have to do you, mm-hmm. but that's just what works for me. Okay. And my life started changing. You know, I started, I started getting better. Yes, that's awesome. What changed your perspective of 12-step meetings? Before you went into rehab, they weren't working. And after like post-rehab, what kind of changed your perspective? I think that I I had an idea in my head mm-hmm. of what it was actually like. I was closed-minded. Oh, okay. And I just needed to have, I just needed to be more open-minded to it. Everything else I had tried like wasn't working. And I was in so much pain when I yeah. had relapsed back in June, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try anything and everything. Yeah. I think when you, when you get in enough pain and then you try enough things, 
and you incorporate it into, it's like a lifestyle. And like, like I said, like been trying to get sober for seven years, you're eventually going to find something that sticks for you. Right. It's, it's trial and error. Yeah, definitely. Definitely trial and error for sure. Yes. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, the recovery babe. What's going on with the recovery babe? Your Instagram is amazing and just blowing up and you're so inspirational. How did that come to be? Thank you so much. Give us the backstory. Thank you so much, Jess. Well, the recovery babe was kind of born on accident. I was scrolling through my Instagram feed, which is a place that can really get you down, Mm -hmm. especially when you're and you're like in a dark place, you know, or it can get you up. It does. It just depends on, I feel like what, where you are that moment, um, you know, in your, yeah. And it's interesting too, because there is a direct correlation between the amount of time spent on social media to the moods of its user. The more time we spend on social media, it's like the more depressed and sad you are. And it's also crazy that as a society, we're the most connected that we've ever been. And there are studies coming out saying that you know, children and teens and young adults and millennials are the loneliest that they've ever felt. And it's like, in a time like this, it's crazy. Yeah. So I was just scrolling one day um, through my Instagram feed. And I follow a lot of bloggers and influencers. Um, and I, I was just sort of like, I wish some of these girls were in recovery. Totally. They talk about their lives and they talk about what they're doing. And I was like, it'd be really cool if, if I could relate on like a sobriety level with some of them. So I was like, fuck it. Let me just make a page where I'm just documenting my life as a sober woman in recovery, where I could talk about things like dating, getting Botox, which I do because I destroyed my skin or Mm -hmm. mocktails, like any, anything and everything or positive quotes, which I'll post a positive quote every other photo. Quotes that I would want to hear myself, want to read myself, like when I was having a super low day. Cause if there's good days and bad days, it's not all um, butterflies and rainbows, which right. I'm trying to be a lot better about posting yeah, the real no, shit I, too. Just not all the, the good I agree stuff. With that. <laughs> life is life. Yeah. Yeah. Life is life. One of my best friends in the recovery community, she says, no, no mud, no lotus. Yeah. You're not without the, without the bad days, you can't appreciate the good ones. Absolutely. And I, I loved you posted, um, a article to your blog the other day about smiling depression. Oh, thank you. I really, I really related. I really related with that. Oh, you're so welcome. And I'm really good at like acting like everything's okay on the outside and making everything seem like everything's perfect. Don't worry. I'm good. But, um, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta be real and, and it's okay to be like, you know what? No, I need help. I'm having a shit day. I can't get out of bed. But the fact that there's a solution and I have, I have systems in place now to help me with that instead mm-hmm. of numbing out with a yes. substance or numbing out with a drink. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like re- replacing mm-hmm. those, those habits that would just kind of take you away from everything and to actually dealing with it and not being such a big deal anymore. Like everything can be manageable. You know, it's like, I like to compare it to like eating a whole pie. You know, you wouldn't eat a whole pie in just like one, one gulp, right? Like (laughs) what do we do? We cut it up into pieces 
and it's much easier to handle and to eat. Yes. And guess what? You can share those pieces of the pie. You don't need to eat the whole pie. I love that analogy. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's really true. Therapy and seeing a psychiatrist, um, as I mentioned before, it's a huge component of my recovery. Like you got it. Like I said, you got to do what works for you, but. I, I just identifying like those old mm-hmm. behaviors and triggers and knowing what works for you and then like immediately getting into the solution. So right. I'm all about the growth and right. and trying to be better than I was yesterday. And that's that's kind of been a huge that's, help. That's a great way to look at things. Yeah. Looking at all these Instagram influencers and stuff, would you now call yourself a sober influencer? <laughs> oh, that word. <laughs> is that is that like a goal? Is that like something you want to be like that you are or? I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say the word influencer. Um, okay. I, I, I would want to say. Like advocate? Advocate. I like that word. Cause when I was 21, 22. Okay. I looked at recovery and I remember my mom got sober when I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. And she, and she brought me to one of her 12 step meetings. Okay. And I just remember sitting there in that meeting innately knowing within me that I belonged there, but knowing in my head, oh my God, how am I ever going to do this? Because mm. I can't be in my twenties and young and get sober. How am I going to live life? <laughs> like, how am I going to go on dates? How am I going to, how am I going to meet a guy? What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, what um, are you going to do? And that, that has not been the case at right. all. And that has not been my experience since getting sober. I've done everything and more since getting sober, more so than I have when I was using and getting drunk and isolating. Right. I want girls to like look at pages like mine and look at pages like yours and be like, oh my God, if that's what being sober is, like sign me the hell up, you know? Yeah. Um, and seeing like that I'm doing cool and fun things and I'm not trying to bullshit anyone. Like I, I'm, I'm just showing, showing my life, showing the good and the bad. Um, right. and, and yeah, and like, I look like I'm single, like I go on dates and, and dating's like awkward, like, look, but you know what? I would rather 10, five or 10 minutes of uncomfortability than like the next morning of like hours of like shame, guilt, and remorse and the horror of what I used to feel when I was hungover and like, oh my God, what did I do last night? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> Totally. Ooh, let's talk yeah. about dating sober. What is that? What has been your experience? Like, has it been good or like, how has it been different? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, it has been. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin 
and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. So amazing. Not amazing, but because I recently just started dating. Um, I really, okay. I really didn't try and date my first year because I look like, you know, the saying water seeks its own level. Yeah. Like when I was, when I was out there using and just being a tornado, like I attracted those similar types of people into my life. And I always wondered, I'm like, why can't I hold down a relationship? Why, why are these situationship type of guys? Like, why doesn't a guy want to commit? Or why why is it this person? Why is that person? You know what? Mm-hmm. The common denominator was myself. It right. wasn't anybody else. I was bringing these hostages into my life. So there was that. So I knew that I needed to work on myself first. And like, you need to put that oxygen mask on yourself first before, before you can bring somebody else in. And you need to love yourself before you could have a relationship. Yes, so definitely. The past two months, I, I really have started entering the dating waters and the scene and, and guys, guys are so cool with it. Um, okay. you, I'm straight up. I'm just like, Hey, like I don't drink. Um, I'm going to get a mocktail and and they're like, cool. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah. And look, maybe I've encountered one or two dudes that are like not cool with it. And if they're not cool with it, like they're not the guy for me. Exactly. If they're not cool with it, are you just kind of like, and scene, like, and we're done? How, how does that play out? So there was this one guy that like, I showed up, okay. he already had a drink. He's like, oh, what can I get you? And I was like, oh, like, actually, um, I don't drink. I'm going to do a seltzer with lime. And he's like, yeah. what do you mean you don't drink? Like, that's weird. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm in recovery. I'm, I'm straight up with people. Like, if you don't, right. you know, some people... I understand you don't like to tell people right away that that's fine. You do you, but I'm a, I'm an open book. I have to be my life's on social media. Um, right. and he just was not fucking cool with it. <laughs> I was just oh like, my God. all right. And I, yeah, but look, yeah. And so I, I said to him after like five minutes, I like went to the bathroom, like text a couple people. I was like, yeah. you know what? I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm going to meet a couple girlfriends. Really nice meeting you. Like talk soon. Um, and then like the next, in the next couple days or so, like he followed me on Instagram and then like he reached out and I was just like, like, take a hike, dude. you know what I mean? Oh um, my God. But look, that says, that says more about him than it does me. Absolutely. What p- other people think of you, it's none of, it's none of your business and how other people conduct their li- lives are none of our business. Right. So you go on dates, you get mocktails and yeah, like sometimes Am I, do I get more nervous? Do I get more uncomfortable, a little bit uncomfortable? Cause like we, ha- we don't have, we don't have that alcohol or like weed or whatever, whatever your fucking thing was. Like you can't take the edge off anymore. Like feel- feelings are fucking real and you got to like deal with that. But I kind of, I kind of yeah. dig it because it's like everything's real and we're going yeah. through life and we're facing Definitely. our problems head on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I I love like the real aspect of it. I feel like when I was dating, when I was not sober, <laughs> I would miss so many red flags, or I would just yeah glaze over like oh a red <laughs> flag, like oh let's just let's just uh, see how it plays out. Like, this is totally going against my moral compass, but yeah, I'll go on a second date. Like I think I love you. Like no. <laughs> No. Oh no. my god, the red flags. You, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The re- red flags, you're like, red flag, nope. Like when you were drinking, yeah. you'd like take that red flag and like put it in your pocket. And you're totally. like, that's a souvenir. I just like, freaking no. wave that freak flag. Like, let her rip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And like the non negotiables would be like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and I think, I think by, you know, showing your standards to somebody um it makes pe- not that it makes pe- people respect you more and like you're your own person you're not just like yeah going with the crowd absolutely yeah I mean a strong woman is sexy it is like someone who knows what they want <laughs> and is confident about it like that is sexy as hell so sexy <laughs> and if and if guys don't think that's sexy good day sir <laughs> we're done yeah yeah goodbye eh, we're done <laughs> I have a question. Absolutely. Have you had sex sober yet? Okay. Um, I have had sex sober once. <laughs> and, and yes. Okay. Um, and I I fucking love I How love was it. All right. <laughs> it was well, all right. So it's been twice and it was with the same person. And I was seeing seeing this guy for okay. a few weeks and then I eventually I I told him it wasn't working out. But first time it okay. was weird as hell and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be straight up like it's it's weird okay. you have nothing yeah, yeah, to yeah. take the edge off um but then you, yeah and i think that also has to do with like i wasn't just like we weren't comfortable with each other yet you know what i mean yeah but totally um because i i used to love nothing more than like smoking a joint with like this one guy i was with and like just like yeah. having sex but now right everything's real there's no there's no substances and you just gotta like love your body and be like not worried about like this role or like that cellulite like the lights are on Mm -hmm. or they're off and and yeah (laughs) but the (laughs) I really I fucking loved it you just gotta let loose and just enjoy yeah everyone's gonna be nervous I mean it's like sex like you're naked for Christ's sake but once you have like I feel like being sober and being yeah. in a relationship with someone is so much more meaningful because you know straight away, like if you connect or if you don't connect and if you do connect and then you get like, get to that next step of like being intimate with someone, it's so much more heightened and it's so exactly so much better. It's, like, it's so much so better. Good. And you remember you just, everything mm-hmm. for real. Remember it. You know how we like kind of, play these like fantasies like maybe when you were drunk and you're like oh and then we kiss like this because you remember it maybe partially from a movie and partially (laughs) from real life you have nothing nothing really to like make up or you don't need to or you know it's like the complete opposite and you're like oh okay this was absolutely horrible duly noted and we're done and then you can move on faster (laughs) exactly never never again that's that yeah, I love. But those connections are so much stronger. Like it's like it's intense. It it almost makes you it almost makes you feel drunk when you're sober and you're just yes. like, ooh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so I think it's so much better. 
I like it so much better. I like it so much better too. It's it's real. And like, if you, if you've ever seen, you know, the, the movie, the wizard of Oz, when Dorothy yeah. is going from black and white and she opens the door into Munchkin land and there's like, it's like all the colors. <gasps> totally. She finally sees in color and she's like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How we're supposed to f- experience things. I think like, yeah. you know, people want to numb out so, so much for all the pain, but like, you can't numb out the the pain without taking away some of the pleasure too. Like we are meant to feel pleasure and we're meant to feel good. Yep. You know, like drinking takes away some of that too. It does. It just kind of puts a different spin on it that isn't super authentic. I think there's like a film over everything. And when you get sober, you have to like clear, you take away the outer shell. And so we are vulnerable, but also the other end of the spectrum, it's a good thing too, because you feel it all. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like all for feeling it all. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Bring it all on. So yeah. Bring it on, baby. Yeah. So you're super inspiring. Thank you. Where do you find your inspiration? What inspires you? I find my inspiration a lot of places. Nature. I feel really, and I used to like not like being outside in nature. I used to like, like Mm. isolating inside. Um, with like my pills and like my little world, like it was Alyssa's axis and the world revolved around it. And like all the people had to fucking like live in my world. Um, which now is like not the case. That sounds very charming. (laughs) Isn't that, isn't that terrible? Like that's the addict mentality in me though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my inspiration comes from nature. Um, I love like looking on Pinterest. Um, I know that sounds, I know a lot of people don't use Pinterest anymore, but that's, no, Pinterest is great. I get a lot of, I get a lot of like my, my positive quotes from there. I'm not making my quotes up in my head most of the time. Um, I love New York city. I loved, honestly, I lived in LA for a year. I Mm. loved LA. Um, there was something about it just that was really good for my sobriety. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like, being able to spend time with your friends and family, my relationships, I don't know about you, ha- have gotten a lot better in sobriety. I'm not going to yes. say they're amazing. Um, you know, right. relationships are hard. Family, um, you know, it's all about setting healthy boundaries. Um, I never knew how to do that with people, but I'm working mm-hmm. on it. I would say that it's, it's nature. It's, it comes from doing things that I love. I recently started meditating that has, helped tremendously. I think we so, so oftentimes we forget to breathe and it's like, just take a deep breath. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what like a little air in your lungs can do, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, whew, cleansing breath. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. To anyone listening right now, what piece of advice would you give them? Maybe someone who's thinking about becoming sober or has been sober or anyone kind of in between, what advice would you give to someone listening right now? I would tell them that it's going to get so much better and that you, mm-hmm. you don't even know how good or like what's going to happen. Just hold on to your hat because it's going to get so good. Right. But look, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days, but it's a life beyond your wildest dreams. And you can have a life without drugs and alcohol. Look, in sobriety and recovery, you're going to lose, you're going to lose some people. That's, that's a given. 
Um, but you're also going to gain some really good people. You're there's a plan for you. Yes. And I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want life like any other way today because it's a beautiful life. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Girl. I know. I got, I got you. Yeah. So we're sisters. Um, so what's, what's coming up for the recovery babe? Like what, where do you see the recovery babe going? <sighs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I am kind of taking it as they say, like one day at a time. But mm-hmm. I do, I do want to roll out like, um, like a, like a website, a blog, yep. maybe a video channel. Um, as much as I'm great on Instagram, I am not web savvy. <laughs> um, I'm like, I tried the whole trying to make a website myself and I'm just like, girl, you got to stick to your strength. Yeah. But I do have some, some friends that can help me with that. <laughs> great. Friends are but, always um, good. <laughs> a, bl- a blog is definitely on the to-do list. I would love to do some sort of meetup, um, okay. and a workout with my, with my New York city followers. And I, I would love to just, um, sort of connect with some other people, um, in the recovery community, like online, like eventually love to meet you, um, record other podcasts. Yeah. But again, like I said, I'm just kind of taking it day to day, um, and letting it all unfold organically. Cause I try not to future trip too much. Cause that gets in my head. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. That's a great word. Future trip. Future trip. I love that. That's, that's really awesome. That's cool. Okay. So where can people find you, follow you, plug yourself, yes. please? Uh, I will pimp myself out. Yeah. <laughs> I, you could follow me at, at the recovery, babe. Um, and then in about two weeks, I'll be launching my site, uh, the recovery, Great. Awesome. Alyssa, this was such an awesome chat. Thank you so much for being honest and open. And I love it. I love you. I love you so much. I love you too, (laughs) Jess. You're awesome. You're the best. I love Sober Girls Guide. Thank you so much. Oh my word. How awesome is she? (laughs) I am so so grateful to have amazing, funny, honest guests just like Alyssa on this show. I am definitely committed to bringing you guys an uncensored version of sobriety. I think it's great. I love when people are unapologetically themselves. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and for your love and support. Please make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and let us know how you like the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.